Do you guys mind if I add to that prayer he prayed a while ago? Can we, if you don't mind? Lord, I just want to pray for all the people in here who no longer have their mothers. I want to pray for the mothers who've lost their children and the women in their hearts who desire to be mothers. They're desperate to be a mother. God, I lift up these three groups of people to you right now, especially God. Lord, I know Mother's Day can be a hard time for them, but God, I pray that you would comfort them, that you would minister to them, that you would wrap your arms of love around them. God, for those missing their mothers and their children, God, comfort them as only you can for those desiring to be a mother. God, I pray that you would give them the desires of their heart. God, you promised in your word that if we would delight ourselves in you, you would give us the desires of our heart. So God, I pray, Lord. I pray for every person in here, God, that you administer comfort and bless those that desire to be mothers. And I thank you for it, Jesus. Amen. Thank you all for letting me do that. Well, who remembers Noah? Do we, all, do we all remember Noah? He's the man who built the ark. Okay. Well, after they had been on the ark all those months, okay, let's be honest. How many of you get cabin fever if it snows and you're stuck in the house for three days or four days? Okay. So Noah... I mean, he must have had a major case of cabin fever. And so after, after the ark landed, he planted a vineyard, and he got drunk. Probably not the best thing to do, but he got drunk. And so his son Ham goes in and sees him, and he sees that his father's drunk, and he, he's passed out, and he's naked. So what does Ham do? He runs to tell his brothers. Shem, Japheth, guess what? You're not going to believe it. Dad is drunk. He's passed out, and he's naked in his tent. But then you know what Shem and Japheth did? They took a robe, the Bible says, and they walked in backwards and they covered their father's nakedness. Let me ask you this. When you catch someone doing something that they shouldn't do, something that's a little shameful or embarrassing, are you like Cam and you're quick to expose them? Or are you like Shem and Japheth and you want to cover their nakedness? I wish that I could say that I was always like Shem and Japheth, and I, I covered their nakedness, but I've not always been that way. Sometimes I've been the one that's been quick to expose. So here's the thing. In this story, we see Ham acting dishonorably. And then we see Shem and Japheth acting honorably. So my, my thing, my question is, how are we going to be? Are we going to be people of honor? 
Are we going to act dishonorably? The Lord has been dealing with me and just speaking to my heart for quite a while now about the subject of honor. And I think it's something that's missing in the church. I think it's something that's missing in most Christians' lives. Um, So I want to talk specifically about what is honor? Who do we honor? And why do we honor? Let's look at the definition of honor. Oxford Language Dictionary defines it as high respect or great esteem, to regard with great respect. Webster's defines it as to revere, respect, to treat with deference and submission, to perform relative duties to. Another definition, which I thought was very interesting, is weightiness, heaviness, or glory, reverence, or personal value. So in other words, if you honor someone, you value that person. So, okay, we we understand what honor is, but who are we supposed to honor exactly? Well, one, we honor God the Father in Jesus. Look at John 5.23. I've got lots of scriptures. But it's a scripture that will feed us. Amen. John 5.23. that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. So if we're not honoring Jesus, we're not honoring God. I don't know about you, but I want to honor God. I don't want to stand before him someday and have him tell me, Kelly, you didn't honor me. So I want to honor God. We also honor our parents. Look at Exodus 20, verse 12. Exodus 20, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Isn't this wonderful? Not only are we told to honor our parents, but we're told that there's a promise that comes with it. If we want to live a long, prosperous, healthy life, we should honor our parents. Deuteronomy 5.16. Now, I wrote down all the ones I could find. There might be more that I I didn't find, but these are the ones that I found. Deuteronomy 5.16. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God has given you. Now remember, there's another scripture that says let every word be established by two or three witnesses. Right here we already have two. So I'm thinking this must be true. We're to honor our parents and this is a promise that we could hold on to. Matthew 15, 4.
For God said, honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses his father or mother must be put to death. Now, thank God we don't do that today. Yikes, or there'd be a lot of us that are dead. But again, I think a lot of people die young because they fail to honor their parents. Matthew 19, 19. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. Mark 7, 10. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and anyone who curses his father or his mother must be put to death. Mark 10, 19. You know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. Luke 18, 20. Are you seeing a pattern here? I think this is pretty important to God. Luke 18, 20. Giving your fingers a workout today. Luke 18, verse 20. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not give false testimony, honor your father and your mother. And then Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. So if you haven't heard this yet, we are to honor our father and our mother. We also honor those in positions of authority, government leaders, bosses, teachers, mentors. Romans 13, 1 through 7. Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and he will commend you. For he is God's servant to do you good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword for nothing. He is God's servant, an angel of wrath, to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities not only because of possible punishment, but also because of conscience. This is why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. 
Give everyone what you owe him. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. So we are to show honor. We're also to show honor to our spiritual leaders and our church leaders. 1 Timothy 5.17 The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. So it seems like we're to honor quite a few people in our lives. But, but why do we honor them? Why? Do we honor them because they're perfect and they've never made any mistakes? Do we honor them because we agree with everything they say and everything they do? Do we honor them because they're older? Do we honor them because they know more than us? Do we honor them because they're always right? No. We honor them simply because we're commanded to in God's word. Period. Because, see, here's the thing. So many people today believe that once they see a person's humanity, they're no longer required to honor them. Well, I've seen your humanity. I've seen your flaw. I, I saw you lose your patience, lose your temper. I saw you do this. I saw you do that. Therefore, I'm no longer required to honor you. No, that's not what the Word says. It's not enough that these people stop honoring, but then they begin to talk negatively, both privately and publicly, about the person and try to turn other people against that person. Some people have written negative articles or blogs about that person. They post negative things on Facebook about that person, trying to get as many likes as they can and as many views. Uh, They even post videos on YouTube. But that is not what we are called to do. We are called to honor Nowhere in any of these scriptures does it say, honor them only if they're perfect. Honor them only if they never make a mistake. Honor them only if they do everything you want them to do. Honor them only if fill in the blank. No, it says honor. The Lord showed me something. I've read this scripture lots of times before but I never quite equated it with what the Lord showed me. Please turn to Luke 2. Luke 2. Luke 2, 41 through 51. Every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. 
When he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast according to the custom. After the feast was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Here's a scripture I want you to focus on, and this is what the Lord showed me. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. So the Lord showed me this totally blows this argument out of the water. Jesus was the perfect, sinless, spotless Son of God. His earthly parents, Mary and Joseph, were human just like us. They made mistakes. They messed up. They blew it. But here we have the Son of God submitting to and obeying his earthly parents and honoring them. Guys, we, we've got to correct this. We've got to get better at this. And I'm talking to myself first and foremost because this is what the Lord's been showing me. We've not been doing a good job of honoring in the church. We have got to start honoring the people that God has placed in our lives. We've got to. It literally could be a matter of life and death. See, a lot of people may say today, because it is Mother's Day and we're honoring mothers, a lot of people may say, well, you know what? I can't honor my mom. She wasn't perfect. You don't know what she did. You don't know all the mistakes she made. You don't know. You don't know what she was like to live with. Well, here's the thing. Whether your mom was perfect or not, whether she made mistakes or not, whether she was easy to live with, you are still to honor her. She is your mom. She either gave you birth or she raised you. I've not always honored the people in my life the way that I'm commanded to. And I've been repenting and I've been taking communion over it and asking God to forgive me. Because I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be a dishonorable person. So I'm just telling you up front, please understand I'm not standing here saying this as a perfect person because I'm not. I've already repented of it. And I've already taken communion over it. You know what? I don't honor my mother because she was perfect. But I honor her because she was my mother. And she gave me birth. And the truth is, I'm going to tell myself by telling when I was born, you'll know how old I am. When I was born in 1968, it wasn't very, um, it wasn't very acceptable to have children out of wedlock. But my mom did. My mom chose to give me life. Thank God. Thank God. If for no other reason, that's enough reason to honor my mother. 
She chose to give me life. She chose to allow me to be born. But then she did the best that she could. And after raising my own son, I, I totally understand. I mean, there's so many things I wish I could go back and I could do differently. I wish I could go back and I wish I could be the perfect mother to him because he deserves a perfect mother. I love him. He's my baby. But I also honor you. I honor your gifts and your calling and your anointing, Tim. I do. But I wish I could go back and I wish I could be the perfect mom to him. I can't. You can't unscramble eggs. You just have to try to make a really nice, fancy, yummy omelet, right? <laughs> but see, we don't. Today, when we talk about our moms, we don't honor them because of their perfection. We honor them because of who they are. We honor them because of the sacrifice they made. We honor them if, if they were able to conceive. We honor them because they carried us for nine long or ten long months. <laughs> they endured many sleepless nights, indigestion, and other things that go along with pregnancy. Then they endured, a lot of the women endured hours and hours of long, hard, painful labor to bring us forth. And then the next 18 years, the things they went through, the sacrifices they made for us. We may not have always, we may not have always recognized the sacrifices that they made for us. Giving up sleep to make those brownies for us that we just happened to tell them before we went to bed, oh, here, I'm supposed to bring brownies tomorrow. Or making, making that costume for the, the Christmas play at school. Or doing all the many other things that moms do. We honor them for those sacrifices. We honor them because they were the first, uh, they were the first lady who loved us. Tim, Sarah loves you now, but I was the first. <laughs> They were your cheerleader. They cheered you on at your t-ball games and your baseball games and your band competitions or your football games, your basketball games, whatever it was that you were into. They cheered you on. They brought you to church. Oh, my goodness. If you grew up in a home with a mom who loved Jesus and who brought you to church, oh, my goodness, thank God for that. Thank God for that. That you, she brought you to church so that you could hear about Jesus. What a blessing. What a gift. So these are, these are the reasons that we honor our moms. I want to show you a slideshow. This is a picture of my mom and me. My mom, I believe my aunt told me my mom was about, my mom got pregnant with me at 18. She had me at 19. And I believe my mom was about 20 here. And I, I believe my aunt said I was about maybe eight months old. So that was my mom. 
this is my, now this is not a family portrait, but I put it together so I could have a family portrait. This is my father and me and then my mother. Uh, this is my mom and me at my Murray State graduation. This is my grandma. I thank God for her. This is my, my mom's mom. And she was such an influence on my <laughs> Slow down just a little. She was such an influence in my life. I thank God for my grandma. I don't know where I would have been without her. She took me to church. Um, she was just such a godly influence in my life. Next one. Okay, now this is my grandma Taylor. I never had the privilege and honor of meeting her, and she never knew I existed. But she's my grandma, and I wouldn't be here without her. <laughs> so I honor her, and I'm so grateful I get to honor her. This is Rita Henley. Now, Rita and I are not related by blood, but we're related in our hearts. She was my pastor's wife when I was a little girl. I'm not even sure how old I was, maybe. I'm not even sure, three or four. But I loved this lady. I would, I would go and I'd sit with her on the front row at church, and I loved her. And whether she knew it or not, whether she liked it or not, my heart was bonded to her. And she was going to be in my life, or I was going to be in her life forever. She was not going to get rid of me. I love this lady. I don't know where I'd be without her. Her godly influence and her love helped to shape me and to mold me. Um, she was in and out of my life sporadically when I was growing up because they ended up leaving the church and they went on the road as evangelists. Um, but God brought them back at a pivotal time in my life where I was broken and where I could have really been destroyed. But God brought them back, and she came into my life at just the perfect time. And she's been in my life consistently ever since then. And, and I love her so much. She, um, she was with us when we went through our journey of getting our Timothy. Um, she, she was with me when my mom passed away. She was holding me as I was laying over my mom's body, bawling. She was holding me and crying with me. She's been with me through so many things. Uh, she was with me at my graduation when I got my PhD. She was with me as my spiritual mom so that I would have a mom there. I just... forgive me. I don't know where I would be without Rita Hanley. If I've ever touched any person, if I've ever ministered to any person, she's a part of it. She's a part of it. I love this lady with my whole heart. Um, I don't know where I'd be without her. Her love, her unconditional love, her sweet spirit, her godly influence has changed me. I'll never be the same because of her. And so I just want to honor her. She's not here today, but I just want to honor her. 
They pastored this church five years in the 70s, and they pastored again five years in the 90s. I love this lady. Oh, my goodness, I love this lady. And I just thank God for her. You can show the next slide. Mom, oh, my goodness. You gave me this. <laughs> Let me tell you about this lady. She has brought so much excitement, so much joy. Uh, I can't imagine what, what our life was like before they moved here. <laughs> she just, she's something. <laughs> and I know that she loves me. She loves me. She treats me just like a daughter. Even though technically I'm her daughter, unless she loves me, she treats me just like a daughter. I love her. She's, <clears throat> she is one of a kind, and they did break the mold when they made her. <laughs> um, you just never know what she's going to say. <laughs> and, um... She just brings laughter and joy and lightheartedness. I love you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Amen. Show the next one, please. This is my girl. This is my girl. This is my Sarah. Now, I had prayed for a daughter for many, many years. And... I finally got her when they got married, May 30th, 2015. So this is my girl. This is my Sarah. I call her my baby girl, Sarah. Um, I love this young lady. I love her so much. She's just a godly, godly wife to my son, a godly mother to my grandchildren, a great teacher. Just what a great teacher. Um, the children are blessed to have her. She's just all around great. One of the hardest workers I know. She loves God. She loves people. I love her. You can show the next one. This is the right way. I had to be fair and show a picture of you too. <laughs> so that's them on their wedding day. And then, oh, these are my precious gifts that she gave me. Grammy's Princess Juliana. And Grammy's Prince Andrew. <laughs> the truth is, I could have put so many more people's pictures up. I'm sorry, I'm having a hot flash. <laughs> I can't see. I can either not see without my glasses, or I cannot see with them because. <laughs> 
So you're all fogged up. <laughs> the truth is, I could have put so many more pictures up there because there are so many people that have touched my life that I honor. Uh, I, I've recently connected with several of my former teachers on Facebook, and I love connecting with them because I just, I just want to tell them, thank you, thank you, thank you for teaching me to read. Thank you for teaching me to write. Thank you for all the things that you did for me, the way you poured into my life. Thank you, and I want to honor them. So I just want to encourage you um, You know, honor, honor is a big deal to God. Who we honor, why we honor, those are big deals to God. So I just want to challenge all of us to walk in greater honor towards God, our parents, our bosses, our leaders, and all those in authority in our lives. And I believe that as we do, we'll begin to see a greater manifestation of God's blessings. Turn to 1 Samuel verse 30. I just want to close with this scripture because I think it's so important. 1 Samuel 2, verse 30. Those who honor me, I will honor, but those who despise me will be disdained. And so, again, I just want to challenge us all. You know, repent for our shortcomings. Repent where we've fallen short. We've We've not always been honorable. And then let's make a quality decision that from here on out, we're going to walk in honor. We're going to honor those that we are to honor. And I believe that as we do, there's a promise attached to that. Amen. 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 Well, God bless y'all. Happy Mother's Day.